The journey is conversations with ordinary people um, about stories of transformation and how we may have had setbacks in our life and how we persevered through those, how we've learned from those obstacles and how they've you know, maybe helped us um, on our path today. Welcome to The Journey. Uh, my name is Kevin Polkey, and I am the host of The Journey, and we have a special guest with us today, uh, Carson Hall. And uh, I had met Carson a few weeks ago. Well, now it goes back even farther, a few months ago. Yeah, we, uh, Diane and I were at a, a local local place eating, and this young guy was was uh, playing music, and just, uh, just the way that you were uh, sharing your music and just a little bit of your story when I came up and talked to you afterwards, uh, made me want to get to know you a little bit more and and have you on have you on the journey. So so Carson, welcome to the journey. Yeah, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So so when you're uh, not not playing music, and maybe that is going to be the answer in itself. But what 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 do you do for fun when you have an opportunity to to have fun? What do you do for fun? Um, that's a tough question to answer in the middle of winter, but. Uh... <laughs> In the summer, I like to golf. I like to golf a lot. Um, I just I have a five-month-old baby now, so most of my time is just playing with her and hanging out. Um, I like to read. Um, I haven't been up to a lot, honestly. It's okay. mostly been playing music and hanging out with the baby. It's been pretty much my life right now. Gotcha. So when you get a chance to read, uh, what what's what what do you prefer to read, or or is it all over the map? Um, it's mostly mostly fiction i've tried to read nonfiction. i just i cannot do it it's like just the facts all that stuff but uh but yeah i like a lot of like old literature like uh, um arthur conan doyle sherlock holmes that kind of stuff oh, nice. i like stuff that kind of just tells a story nice okay okay and, and what is your your daughter's five months old right and yep. and, and what what is her name her name is rowan yep r-o-w-y-n okay it's kind of what you need yeah. yeah, very, very nice. Well, yeah, being a parent is is an amazing, it's an amazing adventure. Uh, that is 100%. Uh, my son will be 28 at the end of this month, and my daughter is 25. And um, it, it's, it, I still, I still remember, you know, when my son, when Caleb was born and I had the opportunity to deliver, to deliver Sierra at the, at the hospital. And, uh, so I remember that, you know, there's definitely some significant highlights on that, uh, you know, the last 25 years, the last 28 years, but, but, uh, I have to say every, every stage was my favorite stage. So, uh, mm -hmm. in, enjoy without Yeah, that's how it's been so far. And then, I mean, it was a, it was kind of an unexpected thing, but but I mean, it's been, it's been amazing so far. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. Well, very, very cool. So Carson, where, uh, where, yeah. Why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about where are you from? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about where you went to high school, uh, grew sure. up, uh, family and all that. So I moved up here actually in January from the quad cities. So I grew up outside the quad cities. If anybody knows, it's like a kind of a, a small city, so to speak, but um, yeah, so I grew up in a small town, um, never really, I mean, in high school, never really participated in music at all in a kind of a formal manner. I did band briefly when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, but I just really, I did not enjoy the whole, um, just the learning to read the music and that aspect of stuff. So 
so I couldn't stick with that. But, sure. but yeah, in high school, I played golf and just, um, yeah, I wasn't really involved in music in school. But outside of school, I would play. And um, I was into, like, Mumford and & Sons and some of that kind of folkier music. And then that kind of became the kind of music that I write and play. Gotcha. Okay. And so, so it was someone, anybody, like, when you think back to who who may have uh, kind of paved the way for you a little bit, was it someone in the family or was it just your own draw to music itself or what? Yeah, how, actually, yeah. so my uncle is a musician himself and he, he actually lived in Nashville for a number of years and he would play around different places and then he moved to um, to South Carolina, and he was kind of like a beach music player. And yeah. then he ended up moving back when I was probably 13 or 14. Maybe, actually, maybe it was before that. But anyway, so when I was like four or so, I would play music with him. When I was three or four, I would sing, and I had kind of like a fake guitar and cowboy hat, so I would sing with him. And then at four probably around four I just got super shy and never I never went back up and then so I picked up guitar when I was probably 13 and then I mean I have members of my, like my dad he plays guitar kind of casually and so does my grandpa but um yeah so my uncle he would do gigs and stuff just locally and so I you know I would go and watch that and at the same time, I was kind of playing music on my own, just like for myself, basically. And he, um, I asked him if, if I could play with him, if it would be okay. And I mean, I played in the church too a little bit, but it was just like just kind of standing there, stone face strumming. So, sure. Oh, uh, yeah, I played with him and then, um, I kind of got my start that way. But yeah, he's, he's been, he's been great and very helpful in the process. And I honestly, I don't think I would have um, probably made the leap to play publicly without him. Gotcha. And, and I'm guessing just because of what you said about being in band when you were at middle school is that I'm, I'm guessing you, you've taught yourself how to play and, and sing just by, by listening. Is that, yeah. is that true? Well, yeah. I mean, I would say also it's so tough now days to say i i learned on my own or whatever because it's like i didn't i didn't look through books or anything with youtube is actually this guy marty schwartz i watched his videos to kind of get my start and then i mean after you get the chords down and stuff you can kind of continue that development on your own gotcha okay so the, the may not have been reading sheet music or learning how to read sheet sheet music but it was through the guidance of like a youtube videos and and that that element of it that that was a better uh learning style for you to pick up on and then integrate within your own development exactly yeah okay. and i'm not a very self-motivated learner so i had to i really wanted to learn guitar in order to learn it Sure, sure. Okay. And and so when when you when you first had the opportunity to play out, and obviously that background element of like you said, being shy and you know, being you know, maybe a little bit more of a leaning more toward an introvert, um, and and that, you know, that element of it. Uh so so tell me when the first time that 
as a young adult getting up on stage and, and being able to play on stage, what was, what was that like? Because obviously there'd be a bunch of adrenaline going beforehand and, and all that, but yeah. When, when was it, when did you, did it like all of a sudden it hit off like a flow when did, yeah. Tell me well, that first experience with that. So actually that's an interesting question. I, the first, probably the first three or four times. So I played, about a year before I started doing it consistently, I played with my uncle at a um, at kind of a bigger bar locally. And at this point, I'm 24 right now, and this was probably – I was 22 at this time, so this is a couple of years ago. But um, basically, I just got hammered. I, <laughs> that, was my, that was my solution to getting up there with the nerves. I just – the first couple times, I – yeah, I was just, I was horrified to get up there. So I was like, I gotta, I have to get a bit of a liquid courage to go up there. And then there was a point where I started booking my own gigs. This is probably my, my second or third gig. And I remember beforehand, I was like, okay, I can either, like, it was like, there was, there were two paths in front of me. It's like, okay, either I can take a drink and, and go that route where I really don't have to face anything. And, but, but then also there was the other side of this is going to become a habit that's going to become something you do so i was like okay either i can drink and go to this gig and kind of relieve some of the nerves or i can go there be nervous and then just slowly get accustomed to this feeling so i decided i'm like i'm not taking a drink this time and uh i managed to go to the gig sober and i feel like um i mean that decision really obviously was the right one but um but yeah so that i mean that, that was truly my first time just soberly going up there and doing it. And that was, it was me just playing and kind of shaky voice. Um, I mean, kind of like I am now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> shaky, shaky voice, just trying to get the songs out. And um, it ended up going well and slowly, but surely I've gotten more comfortable on stage. You know, I just recently was, you know, I was down in Florida a, a couple of weeks ago and um and I was asked to be a keynote speaker there. And, and one of the pieces that I was talking about was this idea of how do we develop grit or develop resilience? And um, and as I was doing research for this particular talk, um, I came across some information that there is a part of our brain that is called uh, uh, the anterior mid uh, singlet cortex doesn't right. really matter but it's part of our brain right and 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 that that part of our brain when we do things that we don't want to do but we do them anyways right that part of our brain grows and develops it's mm -hmm. actually been identified that uh the piece that is for perseverance and this element called grit and um and so you know since then you know kind of like you're you know a lot of times we associate that with physical activity right you know exercise or something like that and you know since christmas i've been every day taking a 90 second cold shower um because of wanting to continually you know how do i continue to develop that part of yeah. my brain because life gets hard and hard things happen in life and either we're going to take that like you said take that path that appears to be easier by taking you know drinks to to get up there but then like you you said it you said it great because the, it ends up being a shortcut that that the only way to get back on stage is to do the same thing you did the last time to get back up on stage 
And, and so until you face that dragon, until you face that fear, it's, it's, it, it continues to be there and you get through it, but you don't ever actually, you get over it, but you don't get through it. I guess yeah. that's, that's probably the best way to say it. So, so, so now that was, that was a year and a half, two years ago. And, and so now what, what has it been like? When you know how how often as on a general month, how often do you get an opportunity to play out? Um, I mean, usually it's anywhere from like five to ten, maybe. I mean, some months maybe even fifteen times. But yeah, I was gonna say also, it's funny you mentioned that because I listened to the Huberman podcast and he was talking about that. Yeah, he was talking about that part of the brain. So I yeah, I had no idea that that existed, but I'm definitely yeah, I'm trying to develop that right now. Um, well, that, that was it that's how i learned about it through through the david goggins uh, uh interview yeah yeah and yeah. so that was exactly where i learned and then i did some research on it and started utilizing it in some of my talks so well, yeah i'd I had never heard of that in my bachelor's psychology but i mm-hmm. i mean i didn't hear about a lot of things but um but yeah so i'll play probably 10 to i guess five to 15 times a month and then i'll also on top of that i'll play um like nursing home gigs and things like that. So, but yeah, usually I'm mostly playing around like local bars and restaurants and stuff like that. But actually, so about a month ago, I would say I played, or I guess probably a few weeks ago, I played at, um, at Jack's pub in Rockford and we did a songwriters night where there were four of us that played our own original music for about, I think 35 minutes. And so that was, that was a really cool event for me. And it was something, something different. So I played first and then these three other artists played and then we all played together. So that's, I mean, something like that is what I would really love to do, you know, play, play original stuff and have, um, have people actually kind of engaged with it. But I mean, right now I try to play as much of my original stuff in my sets as I can. Just generally. Yeah. And so, so going back to that, that, that idea of when, now that you have obviously, you know, the more exposure, right. Is, is really what the more times that we, you know, yeah, I, I can't say that, you know, over the past month coming up on two months, I can't say that I look forward to taking those cold showers, right? Because I, I, I still, you know, I get ready to turn that dial and I'm still thinking, you know, <laughs> maybe it won't be this cold, This, you know, maybe it won't be that cold. And every time it's bam. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I like the results of it, right? And, and, and so... Yeah. And, and the more times that you expose yourself to something, the more times that you do something, you know, obviously that adrenaline, that fear of it, you know, goes down and, and all the lies that our, our thinking tells us, you know, it starts dissipating. And have you now that it's been as, as many times you are now and you get to practice as much as you're doing, right, at nursing homes or, or bars or restaurants or whatever it may be, when, when you connect with the audience, Tell tell us a little bit about when that when you notice that connections happening and things are just flowing. I mean, usually, for me at least, usually that happens in smaller venues. So, like after the vines, a place I play where, I mean, it's like a small wine shop. There are usually maybe ten to twenty people there, 
And so there'll be, usually there's a group in the front of, of people and I kind of get to know them throughout the gig and play some of my own music for them. But right now, I mean, the thing that, that has become difficult for me is the, I mean, there are a few things. Number one is the crowd work. That's, that's where I'm really kind of having a hurdle that I need to get over right now because I mean, for me, the music has become the easy part. I mean, obviously that's the part I love and enjoy and want to share with people, but the, the aspect of being like, Hey everybody, I'm Carson Hall, you know, trying to do all that stuff is where I have kind of a hiccup and hold up doing that. And it's the same with kind of like the self-marketing, self-promoting, you know, I just enjoy writing, playing music, playing the covers I like. So it's like being a musician, it comes with all these other things that I really didn't anticipate or, you know, even, even want to do, but in order to grow, I'm going to have to kind of just run at that full force and try to just, I mean, do it, I guess is the, the short way of saying it. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, I, and I totally get it as a, as a therapist. Uh, when I first started my, you know, my, my agency, um, you know, asking, asking for money, right. For the, for the, for the copay, that was the hardest thing in the world. And, and, and cause you know, it, it was like, I felt bad for, you know, for, you know, for that element, though, that's how I was making a living, you know, and so, uh, and, and I, and it wasn't like I didn't, you know, value my time, but I, thinking back about it, I probably struggled with somewhere in there, it, it I did struggle with monetizing the value of me sharing time with people talking, you know, and I think that was the biggest struggle. It, and, and for me, I ended up hiring somebody that ran the front desk so that I just didn't have to, didn't have to, you know, work with that. And so, so I, I agree with you. I still have, you know, that's been a stumbling block for me at times, you know, like I was going back to, I was down in Florida and they, and, and I was talking, we were all, you know, finished up. That was the last, it was the last day. And the lady that was one of the, one of the people that, you know, helped get me down there, <laughs> she goes, Kevin, you way under charge. Um, and I was like, tell me more, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and, and because it's just a hard, I mean, for me, it's been a hard thing to try to figure out what, what is that, what's that, you know, what's that spot of being able to figure out what, what that is, you know? And so I, I get the element of the self-promoting someone told me, or I heard, it's probably more, I heard on a, either a podcast or a book or something like that, an audiobook or whatever that, um, that, and it helped me at least initially get over that is that what you are providing for someone with your, with your music, you're providing an experience. Yeah. They may be there for, for, you know, a wine tasting or maybe a meal or something like that, but you're the reason why the establishment wants you to be there is because you're adding to, to the experience. And, and so you're providing something, providing a service to them to, to, to add to that piece. And that for some could be almost invaluable. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is, it is 
more than what the restaurant is charging for the hamburger that is on the menu is that you're adding something that they're that will be more of what someone is going to talk about when they leave yeah than than actually how good the food was or or wasn't and so being able to give something to someone you know that is really what you're providing with your with your music with your song but it's an experience and, and to try to figure out where that, where that sweet spot of monetizing that or promoting that, I I would really encourage you to, as you reframe it is that, you know, if you don't, if you don't let people know what you do and, and where you could do it, mm-hmm. then they're actually going to potentially, or their customers are going to potentially miss out on that experience. Right. Right. And I mean, it is, it's a shared experience too, which is kind of the cool thing. Like with, you know, everybody's eating, everyone's getting different meals or whatever, but they can all share the the music that's playing. And I feel like, I mean, I really feel that when I play like the, the nursing homes and stuff like that, which obviously I charge much less to play there, but, um, but yeah, it's, I, I can tell that they truly appreciate it. And I've heard they, you know, they talk about it afterwards for, for a long time so that yeah i mean that part does feel good but it's still it's like you said it feels i mean it feels odd to to even charge money for something that i just would do for free but it's like you know you have to you have to pay the bills and all that but but yeah i really i just enjoy doing it so so it does make it kind of difficult to be like yeah i charge this much but yeah i've I've heard the same thing where they're like you charge way less than everybody else and i'm like well i mean that's good because i mean maybe Maybe they'll come to me first, but also I don't want it to be where, um, where I guess I'm like undercharging by a lot where, where it's kind of out of the norm. Yeah. Well, and I, I had someone, I had someone tell me, uh, about it, it's, it's kind of like if you go to buy a car or go buy, or, you know, go to buy a house or a building or something like that. And if the price is too good to be true, you start getting skeptical about yeah, the quality right. of the house. Right. You know, it's like, well, maybe, maybe there's something going on with this that, you know, and so it, it there is an element too, that if you undercharge too much, it actually, you know, people will question, uh, maybe, exactly exactly so um i know you had mentioned earlier that you have your guitar nearby and that you potentially wanted to possibly play a song for us so uh yeah why don't you tell us what you're thinking and 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 what song uh yeah tell us a little bit about what you want to play hopefully i'm tuned up here um (laughs) so the one thing i'll say i i was thinking about this this morning i never really have an intention when i if I'm writing a song, I never think, oh, I, I'd like to write a song about about this. I kind of just sit here and I just strum some stuff and whatever whatever comes out, comes out. So this one, right now the working title is God Only Knows, but that's, um, as you might know, The Beach Boy is one of their most popular songs. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working on finding a new name for it. But, um, okay. but this one, not to be morbid, I guess, but I mean, it is by definition, but it's kind of about... Um, death and how the soul kind of lives on and we're not you know we don't know where that might be but i mean this is at least i'll i'll caveat this with it's my belief but but yeah so this is it's kind of about that so okay perfect 
That was awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, my voice, my voice isn't exactly warmed up right now, but yeah, no, he sounded he sounded great. It was a little bit a little bit hard for us to hear the guitar, but we definitely could hear, you know, all the all the lyrics. I think it had to do with the okay, the way the microphone was and everything. But but no, I I from what I was able to pick up on that. Uh, well, I, <laughs> what it instantly reminded me of Carson is that that time we were at Scoreboard, and I was like, I need to go talk to this guy after afterwards, and. Um, and uh, so thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that song and and uh, and and being a storyteller like you, you are. And that's because uh, a lot of times I, you know, we have somebody play, they'll, they'll play their original music and you're like, OK, um, but uh, that that was an awesome song. So uh, so I wrote yeah. it. I wrote it last month, actually. And I mean, like I said, I'm, I don't ever 
really think of what I'm I'm gonna write. But the thing with songs is, at least for me, that I mean I can express myself in a way that I can't do verbally. Because I mean I'm not well spoken. I'm not you know super comfortable just talking about myself or talking about whatever. So when it comes to music, it's like it's better than I could ever say it or even think of it. It's like it just it comes out the way it is, and it's it's just a way that I can kind of express something. Well, and, and I know we were talking earlier. <clears throat> That's a, one of the big things. I just had a, a friend of mine who I'm doing some projects with uh, in the last last episode. Her name's Irene, and um, she has a, a, a project that she's working on called Irene Irene's Entropy. And um, and so we were talking about how to use how to how the use of music and the art of music to promote and develop mental health and and everything that you just talked about is that um, you know to to be able it's it's a it's a venue it's a it's a vehicle to be able to uh, allow individuals not only to be able to express what what's maybe going on but for the listener to be able to then go you know that's 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 what i'm feeling right now or or that's that's my story and that's why we we gravitate and so uh so you know with a song like the one you just you you just wrote about i i think of like you know for individuals who may be grieving something you know grieving a loss and 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 the 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 pain of that loss uh in the the pain of not having the person physically being there anymore um you know how, how to have some kind of guide or give some some level of, of of solace uh in the midst of that grieving so no i appreciate the song i appreciate uh you being able to to be you know be on the show today i know uh as you as you said it, it's a little unnerving uh you know especially if you have to talk about yourself as well so uh so i definitely appreciate you having the courage and i appreciate the example you gave earlier earlier because we all have those moments it throughout our life and numerous times throughout our life of which path are we going to take? Are we going to take the path that may temporarily work and get us, you know, get us over something or, or are we going to take the path of how, how we can get through something. And then it, it's, it doesn't have to be as big of a dragon as it, as it was initially. So right. I, I yeah, definitely I appreciate that. Morning with, do I tell them something came up or whatever, or do I, do I go on and face and I'm, I'm definitely glad I, I came on. Yeah. So, so I, I appreciate that as well. And, and I think, you know, I, I think that idea that we're, we're all going to have different things that are going to cause fear that comes up and, and then all the things in, in our responses, you know, the, the, the adrenaline, the butterfly, all that stuff. And at the end of the day, um, it, it's, it's as simple as it sounds. It's, it's, it's that hard too. It's, it's courage you know, praying, you know, however that works for, you know, a person and, and praying to have the courage to just put one foot in front of the other and just, you know, move into it and move through it. So, uh, so definitely, I appreciate you being here. If, if someone wanted to, you know, one, one wanted to, you know, see you play, uh, or get, get a hold of you or, or reach out to you someone, what's the best way to get in hold of you? Um, any social media, Carson Hall music is the best okay. way. Um, Probably Facebook is usually the best. I also have a website, CarsonHallMusic.com. There's a Perfect. page that says booking that you can you can contact me through. 
Perfect. And do you have anything coming up here soon in the, in the greater Rockford area? So in, I mean, I've, if, if you look at my Facebook, I usually post the monthly gigs, but um, I will say the one I'm really looking forward to is I'm playing old settlers day in June, which is kind of a big event for me. It's a very big event. And then I'll also be putting out either an EP or an album. I'm not sure yet of um, studio recorded music. Cause I've released um, like home recorded stuff before. That's not, you know, super polished or anything. So later this month, I'm going to start recording that and then hopefully I have it out by the time I play at uh, old settlers days. And old settlers day, I believe is in June, correct? Yep. Yep. It's in um, Rockton. Rockton. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's typically father's day weekend. So like the third weekend in June, I believe it is. Yeah. So, so, Awesome. All right. Well, Carson, thank you so much for being here and being on being on the journey and 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 being able to share some of your your uh, your story and what you do and how you go out and and provide uh, music to create these experiences for people to be able to grow and develop and just enjoy. So definitely appreciate you being on here and doing what you're doing. So. So if you get an opportunity to uh, check out CarsonHall.com or CarsonHallMusic.com or his Facebook, uh, please do that. Um, Like I said, Diane and I thoroughly enjoyed a couple months ago, uh, just happened to be a spontaneous uh, uh, event that we went to and and Carson was playing. So you won't be disappointed just as we got a little taste of it today with the music he played for us. So as always, thank you for being here and look forward to being with you next week.